Grace, mercy, and peace be to you in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. The weeks before Christmas are busy. We all know that, right? The first days of December bring us closer to more people than perhaps other times throughout the year. Stores are full. Lines are long. If you're in an office and you're having Christmas celebrations, they're going to put you in the same room with a bunch of people that you probably see only once a year. Maybe if your family's getting together a week before Christmas, what happens if it's your cousin's turn to host who has the smallest house? It's going to be tight. Advent and Christmas brings us shoulder to shoulder with strangers, with neighbors, with families and family and friends. Is that your definition of peace? A long checkout line, a crowded party, sharing the couch with one person too many. Maybe for some of you that might be a picture of peace if you're from a large family, but, but for others, boy, peace is an opposite image, isn't it? Peace is open space. It's quiet. It's calm. But that seems so elusive, doesn't it? That's our picture tonight as we continue to see how the, the star of peace comes to us. This evening, we're going to look at the two middle points of the star. If you think of a five-pointed star, the top goes like this, and then the two sides go out like that, and they just go in opposite directions. They stretch out, and they say, peace is getting away. If we can get far enough away, well, then we're going to find peace. It's a natural idea if we can spend a great deal of, and we can spend a great time, great deal of time pursuing it. But once again, God's no, God knows the limits of our pursuit. He spares us from a disappointing chase, and He gives us more than what we would have found for ourselves. So let's start with imagining that peace can be found in a far away place from wherever it is that we are right now. What is your picture of that perfect place? Is it a Caribbean island? Is it a, a mountaintop? Is it a cabin in the north woods set on a quiet lake where you have the lake all to yourself, no other cabins to spoil the view, no motors waking you up, and the only sounds that you hear are the sounds of the waves gently breaking on the shore and the geese calling to one another. There's no wind. There's no waves. Just the perfect reflection of the trees on the far shore. That's peace. No phones, no messages, no emails, no 24-hour cable news to remind you of the problems going on in the world. Nothing but peace. You brew a cup of coffee and you sit on the porch and you soak it all in. Sounds nice, doesn't it? If you can escape to a place like that and to stay there, well, it's better than nice. That would be perfect. But honestly, how realistic is that? I mean, you can't just leave your work and go live in the woods. You can't leave the people who depend on you. You need peace that fits life here and now. See, that's the other dimension of peace that we often seek. It's living here and now. For some, peace in the present is, is elusive because of things that have happened in the past. 
either things we did or, or things that happened to us. If only we could rearrange the, the past, then we might find some peace. Our past could use some, some change and distance. And that's all because the past doesn't stay where it should be, silent and out of sight. Instead, the past intrudes into our present and always seems to threaten our future. The past has those people, those events, those harsh words and those tears that never fully went away. I mean, wouldn't it be wonderful if we could just erase that, that past and move its dusty memory as far from us as that cabin in the North Woods? What if we could deny the darkest parts of our past? And if we could retell our story with, with the best parts out in front? Let the worst parts be hidden under a mumbled sentence that no one can really hear. Pick up the past move it out of sight. Then we found our peace. Well, these are two ways in which we try to escape our crowded, stressful world. Either take a direction and go as far as you can or deny your dark past and escape your overcrowded present. But see, God stops us from going in either direction and he comes to bring us peace in the present. For Jesus is our peace, here and now. Not in our separation from one another, but in himself. Paul writes, But now in Christ Jesus, you who are once far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ. For he himself is our peace, who has made us both one and has broken down in his flesh the dividing wall of hostility by abolishing the law of commandments expressed in ordinances that he might create in himself one new man in place of the two, so making peace. Even amid hostility and tension, Christ comes to bring us peace. You remember the disciples as they were sailing in the boat while Jesus slept on the cushions? The storm came upon them and they were rowing furiously while Jesus just slept. Finally, in desperation, the disciples woke him up and said, Teacher, do you not care that we're perishing? Jesus rose. He rebuked the wind and the waves, and there was calm. And he turned and asked them, Why are you so afraid? Have you still no faith? Where is your peace? Is it on a perfectly calm lake? Or is it found in the middle of a storm? The lake may be calm now, but remember the storms of your past? Who knows what storms might still come? So your peace is found in the one who is with you even in the middle of the stormy lake. He who is able to create calm within you even when the wind and the waves roar, that is your peace. He is your peace as he reconciles you to one another. 
You might try to bring peace from the conflicts of your past by retelling your story. You may want to distance yourself from those people and events, but Christ brings peace by bringing together all people through his birth, his life, and his death. From his birth in the stable to the gathering around his cross, his coming brought together those who would otherwise remain distant. St. Paul said, He came and he preached peace to you who were far off and peace to those who were near. For through him we have we both have access in one spirit to the Father. So then you are no longer strangers and aliens, but you are fellow, uh, fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God. See, peace doesn't come when we retell our story. Peace comes in being part of his story. Peace comes the brokenness of Jesus at the moment of his death. Peace comes when we are completely forgiven. In his peace, he gathers us from far and near, regardless of who we are. We find peace in Jesus' death and in his resurrection. And in that story, you don't merely come out better. In that story, we come out forgiven and at peace. So dream, if you wish, of that perfect cabin by the lake that is always calm. I'm not sure that it exists anywhere except in our dreams, but that's all right. We don't need to escape to the imaginary, idealistic lake forever. And we don't need to escape by a retelling of our past. We find peace this Advent when Christ is with us with words of power and calm. In him there is forgiveness for the past and there is power over the storms of today. Amen. May the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ which passes all understanding guard our hearts and our minds in the Prince of Peace. Amen.